Filmmaker Commentary, episode 102. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we give you insights from our favorite filmmaking commentaries. These commentaries can be heard on your DVD and Blu-rays of your favorite movies. We'll show you how you can use these commentaries and apply them to improve your video production and filmmaking techniques. All of this here on Filmmaker Commentary. I'm your host, Reginald Titus Jr. Thank you for tuning in Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. I'm joined with... KCJ Smith. <laughs> oh, Robocop. <laughs> Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary. Good to be back, sir. <laughs> All right. And today we are talking about 1987's RoboCop, directed by Paul Vertenhoven. Affirmative. RoboCop got an award, award, what, an Academy Award for specials and what was it? I forget. Special Achievement in Sound Editing. Oh, okay. RoboCop had a budget of $13 million. And a box office of fifty three point four million. I think that's a win. Oh yeah. Before we talk further about Robocop, let's talk about news and movies watched. In the news, an event took place this weekend as of the recording of this podcast called DC Fandome, where in light of so many conventions not happening this year, right. DC decided to hold their very own highlighting all the different kinds of media that they're involved with from movies to comic books to video games and a couple of surprises in between. This was an eight hour event with panels and directors and um, and international hosts from all over the world mm-hmm. as they switched out throughout the, the different uh, panels. It was really well done. And so they talked about everything from the Wonder Woman 84 film and the cast there, Patty Jenkins and mm-hmm. Gal Gadot and, Chris Pine and what's our, our our guy who's playing Maxwell Lord, Pedro Pascal. There we go. And oh. Kristen Wiig. Oh. They were all there on the panel to uh, again some video game reveals like Gotham Knights. To uh, there was a, a panel for Shazam. There was a, a brief panel. I didn't get to watch it, but with the Dwayne the Rock Johnson and the Black Adam film, the long rumored Black Adam film. Mm. They did a little nice little kind of like animatic for that with his voiceover. Uh, they also, of course, had uh, something for The Flash. Okay. Uh, so Ezra Miller's, For its own movie? Yeah, which okay. they've been working on for years. That Same actor? Film, yeah, Ezra Miller still going to okay. be holding it down, but they have been working on that for years. I will sign up to watch that. I like the way they did the special effects in the movie. In Justice League? In. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed that. So I just like, I've been a fan of The Flash for a while. Same here. Since I've been a child. Yes, sir. Uh, but I like I like how the effect looks, the running effect, how they got it in the movie. So very nice. I'll sign up just for that. Okay, and they're going to be uh, adopting the Flashpoint storyline. So that's that's got me very very excited. That's a okay. that's a very fun storyline. Um, and apparently Ben Affleck is going to come back to reprise his role as I'm a Batman. Hater of ben Affleck. Just just in that just in that film. You know he's dating, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I'm like man, Ben. Ben's, Ben's got all the smoke. Ben's a winner. Yes, Ben. Ben is. He's got the juice. <laughs> Nothing sticks to it's him. Like man, how's this guy is Teflon. How's he do that? Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, he's Batman. <laughs> this guy really is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, so the, the Flashpoint film. Then of course you know Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. It is coming to fruition, which is should be impossible. 
it should be impossible Why? if this happened because originally when Justice League was being shot, obviously it was a Zack Snyder film, and his name right. is still on there as director. Yeah. But he had a tragedy. Yeah, halfway through the production, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, his daughter committed suicide. He and his wife Deborah, who's also the producer on the film, they left the film. Josh Whedon came in to take over, and what we got was is not. Zack Snyder's vision of Justice League. Drastically different. Drastically different. If you get a chance, I encourage you all to to watch the, the trailer that he dropped. It looks unfinished. Not the trailer. Um, the film looked unfinished mm-hmm. when I watched it. I was kind of disappointed. I was like... Yeah, a but lot. I, but at the time, he didn't know if he was going to come back to the film in the first place because it's such a traumatic situation. So I was like... That's very true. It's So it makes sense that they made a concession for this. Well, here's the interesting thing is that Fans started clamoring for, you know, there, there were rumors that there was a, a Snyder cut and fans started clamoring for. It. And actually yeah. on this, uh, during the panel, he actually brought in a fan that was like from China who she, when she saw the film, she, she knew that it was like unfinished. It seemed just like missing pieces, this and that. And so she, like people started, petitions started mm-hmm. and, then, and that wasn't enough. So then she started a website. And in the midst of all this, the cool thing is that all these fans have also raised like awareness for suicide prevention and raised a bunch of money yeah. for that cause. Um, and then, they, then certain fans began to figure out kind of how the game works as far as, you know, production and reaching studios. And they began to take those kinds of inroads mm-hmm. to us getting to the point we're at now where HBO max in 2021 is going to re- release the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. So right now they're all editing like in, in Zack's house. I love it. They're editing and working on this thing. So did he, when he had to bow out, was he done shooting? I think so. Yeah, I, I want to say yes. Okay. Now, I, I don't think they're going to go and shoot some more. I don't think. I don't. I could be wrong. Okay. Don't quote me on that. But yeah. But so this thing's going to be four hours. Four hours. So I think it. I think you could watch it episodically. But if you want to take it all in, you know, one sitting, you can. So you got you got your options. You know, okay. how you want to take it in. But four hours worth. Because again, with the film, Cyborg. He's he is the center of the film. And you think about how little he was in the version that we saw. He's the heartbeat of the film. His really? whole backstory. When you go back and watch the original trailers for Justice League, there are scenes of a guy playing football. That's Vic Stone, aka who becomes Cyborg. Yeah, I remember. That's his thing. Like there are a bunch of clips that are in the trailer, mm-hmm. original trailer, that are not in the actual film. Like quite. You're like, oh, what happened here? Yeah, so, you know, Darkseid is full-blown in the film, which makes sense, uh, especially when you go back to Batman v Superman and the, the vision that Batman has, you know, where, you know, Flash, you know, appears to him, to, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot missing. Hmm. So, I'm I'm very excited. So, that is dropping for sure. Did it say what month in 2021? Uh, to be continued. Yeah, to begin, I don't, I don't have that offhand, but no worries. Um, no worries. Yes, but they did they officially drop like they said the year, but what do they have official date or is it kind of like the Batman? No, no thing? They, they said twenty twenty one. It is twenty twenty one. It's coming two thousand and twenty one. So, but that's a lot, you know, a lot of editing, and so heck yeah, it is. Yeah, more editing than producing. And people even talked about like stylistically, like there was like a certain hue they said is like within Justice League that's just like not consistent with Zack Snyder's style as far as how it is. So anyway, I'm uh, yeah, very, very excited. But yeah, if you get a chance to watch the trailer the, the the trailer that he showed, it's not even a, it's like a it's like a it's like a tease because it's not a, a trailer, but it's just a bunch of clips 
mm-hmm. that are not <laughs> that are not in. Is it, are they the, exciting the enough to cut. make you be like, okay, I'll wait around for this? For me, for me, they were. Yeah, uh, because I'm like, all right, I know, I know there's someone. I'm, I'm, I'm a Zack Snyder fan, but I knew that there's just so much more, and just the tidbits that he shows, it's like, wow, some are some are emotional beats. Some yeah. are reveals of characters. Some are introductions of characters who were totally cut out of the original uh, vision. Like I- Iris West. Um, she is not in the theatrical cut at all. Yeah, I've only seen the, that once. And uh, I think I watched it again. But I go just for the Superman sequence when he wakes up. That's my favorite part of the film. Uh-huh. And that's what I watch. Mm. And so there's going to be just everybody's going to have so much more. Okay, all the characters. Fuck to see why it's four hours. Yes, sir. And then of course, um, at this event, there was the uh, Matt Reeves of Planet of the Apes fame. Mm-hmm. He did a panel. It was just him talking with just with one other person. Uh, Aisha Tyler, actually. Yeah, the comedian Aisha Aisha Tyler. Um, yeah, she does a lot of like nerd nerd related stuff, but also is she, she like doing television or anything like that? Yeah, she's actually on the the talk, which is a, a afternoon show that comes on. Okay, several ladies talking about so she she wasn't there pretty consistently, but she might may not be on there anymore. But mm-hmm. um, and also she's the voice of one of the characters on Archer, if I'm not mistaken. I think oh, like voiceover work. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah, but she's a comedian too. But yeah, she'll pop up different nerd based events and she hosts quite a bit. But uh. But yeah, it was just her and Matt Reeves talking. And Matt Reeves, man, you talking about somebody just prepare like this dude. This dude <laughs> knows Batman notes. Seriously, I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, he was deep cutting. And when you're <laughs> talking about the film, like the vision for it, so you know, Robert Pattinson, of course, is playing Batman, and it's like this this film is set in like Batman's second year, okay, of being Batman. So it's not a year one origin story. But it's like, okay, he's in his second year of in, of being Batman and still finding his way. So he's still making mistakes. I was, um, when I'm listening to you, um, he's obviously directing the film. Yes, sir. I was unaware. I was, I was like, what? It's Matt. Who? Is he playing Batman? What? What is, what is it? What's his association? Matthew. Who cares pro- if he knows Batman? Is he producing? He better know Batman. <laughs> yeah, this be- dude knows. Yeah, he better know. That's why I was like, because I haven't been in the in the loop in regards to that world yet. Gotcha. So gotcha. so for some for some of our you know listeners that may not be in that world. Yeah. So Matt Reeves is directing the Batman, yeah. and they've shot about twenty five percent of the film. Okay. Before COVID hit, and they had to obviously stop, and so but now they're getting to a point where they're going to get back into production. But man, if y'all haven't seen the trailer for this, it's yeah, it's I I I dug it, and it is. Yeah. It's going. It's going to be dark. I watched. I watched it. Um, I don't know. Are we covering this in the trailers, or are we covering it now? Well, this this segues lovely, okay. lovely into trailers. This is all the news that we had. So okay. let's talk trailers. Okay. So what are your thoughts on the Batman? I need to watch it again. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I watched it quickly, but I'm just like it's dark, just like the Chris Nolan dark. That's it's what, darker than Nolan. It's darker than another one. Yeah. Yeah. Just from a from a brutality standpoint. Yeah. Right? Um spoiler alert for the trailer. Spoiler alert for the trailer. Yeah. When those guys are laughing like, yeah, who are you supposed to be? And you see how pop, 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 pop. 
breaks that dude's arm. Yeah. The arms didn't get broken in. I mean, a back got broken, but like, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't that. But kind you're just of talking about the graphic nature of what they're going to show. But I would just mean like just from a look standpoint, not even from. I was oh, like, visually? Yeah. It was. That's the only thing you can change. I mean, it's hard to, like, how, where is this being grounded in? You know, is it more fantastical? No, like, this is going to be less, less fantastical. Because uh-huh. they said, like, his suit, his suit's supposed to look like something, like, he actually made. Okay. Um, The Batmobile will be seen like something like, like, like something that he made and or modified. Mm-hmm. So, it's supposed to be, like, super grounded. And, again, his partnership with the Gotham Police Department. Mm-hmm. And this is there's a lot of corruption and this this film will partially deal with that. But they're also going to make an HBO Max series that that deals with the first year of Batman, but told from the perspective of Gotham City police of corrupt Gotham City police. Interesting. Um, is this um, connected to the Joker at all? The film? No. So consider it like the multiverse. Ah, shucks. Well, no, because that, that won't work because that is set. You got to consider that that set where that Joker mm-hmm. is a grown man when Bruce Wayne is still a child. That the fact that Joker is interacting with Thomas Wayne, there's there's no way because he would once Bruce. Yeah, no, it won't. It, won't it wouldn't work. work. Yeah, there's a different. It's a it's a different universe. It's like like a multiverse. Oh lord. And so. <laughs> okay, I got. But it. fans are ready to handle that. Yeah, they, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be like, fine. They yeah. they understand. Yeah, it's multiverse. Yeah. So, but yeah, so this kind of at this point stands stands on its, uh, it's on, its on its own. That would be cool though if it if it did connect some kind of way. But I, like I said, it's impossible. So yeah, because I'm just looking at it from a movie standpoint. It's like, oh man, that was actually pretty good. How does this continue? Yeah, yeah. Who knows if if if, if uh, Joaquin will come back for you know a a, a second. But yeah, I'm stoked for I'm stoked for the Batman. Again, I, mm-hmm. I I did watch it. I did watch it twice. And I was like, yeah, this is. I think I'm about to watch it again. Yeah, they're they're doing some things there. They are doing some things. Okay. So and again, there's there's a a fight kind of within him because he's mm-hmm. trying to fight between okay because he says I am vengeance. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not not necessarily you know are you about justice? Are you about vengeance? Like how how do you know you're not going to cross that line? And mm-hmm. so yeah. But yeah, the Batman, the Batman. Uh, other trailers. Uh, well, it wasn't completely whack, so it was. Just, I would just. I need to. Watch, I need to look at it again. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth a, another watch. Yeah. Then there's uh, another trailer that came out during DC fandom. As I alluded to earlier, Wonder Woman eighty four. I did watch that one. What'd you think? I'm a fan of the Wonder Woman series in general. Mm-hmm. So even the teaser. When it came out, I don't know how long ago when the teaser came out. Yeah, like six months ago. I was like, so. yeah, I'll sign up for it. I think they kind of gave, um, to me, it felt like a little too much in the trailer. As far Disco as re- revealing Steve yeah. Steve Trevor coming yeah, back. Yeah, I was like, man, it's too much going on. Even like with the, who's the wolf lady, the cat lady? Cheetah. <laughs> Cheetah, I'm tripping. Um, I was like. In the teaser or, or, or within this new trailer? This new trailer. Okay. I just feel like it was, they could have held back a little bit. Well, see, I felt that. Oh, because yeah, said, this movie was supposed to come out this year. It mm-hmm. was it was supposed to come out in the summer. Under the summer, yeah. right? So now you have this delay. Yeah. So I think you got to give something to to kind of renew that interest. Now people are going to come out and see one of them regardless. But the fact yeah, it's true. been delayed so long, um, and again, not everybody would know like who like who's Christian Wick, but like it's kind of you know it's not it's been known that she was going to be Cheetah. Yeah. And so I think eventually. You have, especially with uh, an, an actress like Kristen Wiig, who's largely known for comedic roles. 
eventually you have to see her. Yeah. You have to. Them. Yeah. You got to see her not only being uh, able to stand with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but you got to get a feel of how is she going to what is Cheetah going to look like? So yeah. they had to they had to give you something. Like, Did she look finished to you? The CGI. Um, it's pretty quick. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't well, know. No, I was just asking. I'm gonna assume to you that she did not. No, I just it was it was it was quick. So I was like, yeah, I need to. I was like, maybe not yet. Maybe gonna, it was you're gonna frame for frame it. I might have to, but it wasn't too convincing. It's not as convincing as Lion King, but um, oh, it's, it's, there you go. It's no, it's no Lion King. <laughs> Less is more. No, but I'm 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 I signed up for it though. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm definitely down. I'm and I'm very interested in Pedro Pedro Pascal uh, playing Maxwell Lord. Mm-hmm. Very interested to see. I got, I got some theories in my mind. I won't I won't, I won't share you on 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 air on the online. But I'm very curious to see what goes. his yeah because he's a. He has a he has abilities in his own right, mm-hmm. and so it's gonna be curious how they how they play those things. And I'm very curious why Steve Trevor or how Steve Trevor is back in the mix because that's okay. a mystery in and of itself for those who've seen the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, um, but I liked how I like I like Kristen Wiig's swag in this. How and how she mm-hmm. is she is progressing into this right that she eventually becomes that she like what the process she goes through there, to yeah. get there. Yeah, because that's a yeah, it's a thing. It's like, okay, and that's I mean, that's one of one woman's top foils is is Cheetah. Mm-hmm. So, and when she when one woman tried to do her her abrasive thing, and Cheetah's like, get out of here with that. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, to see her actually challenged, I'm like, okay. When she got the little lasso and she's riding the lighting with now, I was like, yeah, this is the next level. How do you how do you stop that? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. But <laughs> uh, any other trailers that you've checked out? No, no, no. Right. Anything you've been watching, sir? Watching. I got a chance to watch one movie since we talked. Uh, it's on Netflix, Project Power with Jamie Foxx. Man, I got like halfway through that. Ooh. I got I to gotta go back and finish it. Ooh. Pretty darn good. Yeah, you need to finish that. Yeah, with Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitz. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you haven't... People haven't seen this before. It's there's a lot of tropes. I mean, like at, from an action standpoint, we've seen pr- pretty much everything. Yeah, we've pretty much seen everything. But as far as seeing African American characters in certain roles, you don't see that on a regular basis, and this is very important. So it's for like uh, for women. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend seeing it. I hoped you had watched it so we could talk about it further. But yeah, man, I got I, I realized because I'd started watching it again. I got about a third of the way through because the, the the day it came out that last Friday, I started watching it. I got late, I fell asleep, and then I forgot to go back to it. And it wasn't until I was preparing for this, I looked. I was like, man, I haven't finished that yet. And I, yeah. it totally had slipped my mind. I was like, dang, yeah, I'll have it watched by next time though for yeah, sure. I'll be ready, good. ready to chop it up. I had to at Jamie Fox on Twitter. And I was just like, I see what you're doing, bro. Mm. Got mercy. Mm. You got this joint. You're about to do the Mike Tyson thing. By the time you do Spawn, you're going to be an official action person. Mm-hmm. Official. Mm. You're already a movie star. Sure. But like action. I see where you're going. I see what he's doing. And this is going to line up perfectly if all these movies hit. Okay. Okay. 
I watched. I did watch. I have been watching also uh, Umbrella Academy season mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. on Pretty Netflix. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very. I've been seeing some of the marketing for that. Did you watch the first season? Mm-mm. I stayed away. <laughs> hmm. You can um, you can kind of give me the synopsis again, like so. Think uh, think like X Men, like that. That's like a lot of people when they okay. watch it, they yeah. think, man, this is like the X Men. So you got eight kids. I want to say it's eight in total. Mm-hmm. They were born, they were adopted by an eccentric millionaire, mm-hmm. raised together at an academy, and they became a superhero team. And they were. Technically doing their thing in the the eighties and nineties, and I guess kind of in the two thousands. If I got my timeline right, it could be off on that. But they all, have, you know, unique abilities. Um, one super strong. One can can say to you, "I heard a rumor," and then you're under control. You can say whatever after that. You know, I heard a rumor that you punched yourself, and you'll you will punch yourself. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, but anyway, all I have to say one 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 can teleport. Mm-hmm. Through space and time, and uh, anyway, they get into this. They're given shenanigans, and they end up at the start of the second season, going back through time and ending up actually in Dallas. Hey, in uh, in a couple, just a week before the assassination of of uh, of Kennedy, Lord. But they all they all arrive. Well, I'm sorry, not they don't all arrive at the same time. Some arrive like. A year, some somebody arrives two years prior, so yeah. they're all they all arrive at the same spot, but at different times. A year, one year, a week that's a, that. so they got to live that year out leading up to that event. Yeah, and then the one who has the power to travel once he gets there, he 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 arrives like a week a week after the assassination of Kennedy, and he sees something that then makes him have to go back. It's yeah, but so far the season has been it's been it's been it's been very, very good. Okay. I'm like, wow, okay. Umbrella Academy. So and it's a a very u- unique group of, of people. But it's it's got it's got it's what people would want to see in an X Men show. Okay. It's got it's got the powers, it's got the relationships, the complications, and uh it's well done, man. Okay. It, it it is well done. Okay. So Okay. Yeah, the marketing looked good. I just nothing pushed me. What uh is it like kind of like rated R? Is it PG thirteen? No, is it PG? It, what is this? It's uh like TV fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, there's no, there's no like, there's no nudity. Uh, language is language. Yeah. It, nothing. Nothing too. I nothing. scanned through Marvel. Uh, I forgot which one was that. Was it Civil War? Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, Age of Ultron. The Age of Ultron. Yeah. Okay. Language. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but the violence is, you know, violence is cool. Again, not not too over the top. Okay. You'll, you'll, there'll be some blood here and there. Yeah. But it's it's not like, it's not like, it's not M.A. Okay. It's just TV 14. Yeah. So. I need some, I need, I need some graphic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when violence. we, you know, the, uh, the boys, you know, for Amazon, whenever that drops, I don't know if they've given us, given us a date yet. Uh, September. It's September. Yeah, that's okay. September. Okay. So right when that the corner. so when that drops, that's like the superhero joint I'm looking forward to watching. Uh-huh. That will be binge watch like we like last time, like a, like a weekend. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. That's like ten. It'll be like ten episodes, right? I think the last season was yeah, like ten it was episodes. pretty quick. Yeah, you could digest it. Yeah, that's some brutal, brutal stuff. Yeah. But no, I, I think I think uh, dig it. Yeah, there's some okay. cool twists. Like, I, I didn't give away any like super super twists. Okay. Just set up some synopsis because especially what the first season. Yeah, 
Okay. I watched an episode of the Muppets Now on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. You know, that's you know, the Muppets always you know, try to reinvent themselves. Which I, I appreciate them mm-hmm. going forward and doing that. And um, the format of the show was very, you know, now again, it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's the premise of Scooter, their main PA, you know, production dude. Literally mm-hmm. like grabbing the clips and like uploading them, and as uploading them, you, you dive in and say, "Oh, we got a panel that's kind of reviewing and giving feedback." And it's those two old men that mm-hmm. used to sit in the box seats oh. on the original Muppet Show. And oh, man, you're jogging my memory. Oh, 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 oh. That was like it's been a while. Yeah, who are always just—I mean, they're trolls, you know. <laughs> and my memory had to blow the dust off that memory. <laughs> oh, oh, kind of like us. Oh, I remember. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, but they, they pop up all of a sudden in the screen. It's like, oh no, and they're just like, you know trolling just mm-hmm. like just you know just ragging on the on each uh, little episode but it's 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 pretty cool how they're doing it. and it's little mm-hmm. the, cam- the people that are that are making cameos and the stuff with the chef man that's because they're doing like it's like it's a, a cooking show competition it's mm-hmm. like him and then this turkey she's like the host but she's very very refined you know and then and then whoever the guest is and so today we're making whatever and she says mm-hmm. what they're making and then you know the guest Chef, they boom, they start going to work. They're showing their ingredients, and you know, these were overhead shots and this and that, and they're yeah. And they call the chef. He he's just just screwing things up, basically. Like yeah. he he did something where he put his fingers in like these peppers, and he was just playing around, and he, and he cut the peppers, and he put each one on each finger. He's like, you know just doing his thing, and she's like. Um, chef, those those are really hot peppers. You should be more grateful. He's just like you know, just like you know, blowing her off, whatever. And then all of a sudden, he like he touches his face, <laughs> and his eyes start watering. He just goes, it goes crazy. But I'm like, this dude's a hot mess. <laughs> Chef's always a hot mess. But that the juxtapose him against like a real chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Uh, it works. Okay. So anyway, I'm enjoying a little bit of Muppets now. Okay, Muppets. That's light. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's something that's like, you know, it drops on like Friday. They're like three episodes in, maybe four now. Uh, but it's so just, it's like, like continuously, continuously drop? Yeah. It's just like, okay. it's like yeah. It's they ongoing. started, yeah, okay. just their, their, their new thing. Uh, and it's just a bunch right. of just segments, right? Basically, yeah. just different segments. They got this, you know, this new Muppet who's like a, a, a lawyer. I think it's, uh, that's Legal important department. to keep, uh, just keeping your IP updated, you know, instead of just letting it sit. You yeah. Know, just keep it going. They did it a couple of years ago on ABC. They had a, a Muppets mm-hmm. show, but it was but it was more like set like a like a late night show, mm-hmm. and it was it was but it was done like kind of in that format where the characters you know are sitting down being interviewed and mm-hmm. they're talking about oh this is what Piggy really thought yeah yeah like that that kind of like the Office style ah, you know yes they, they ran like that I that that one man they're good. oh man I hate that it, it only went like one season but man I remember my brother in law and I we would watch that mm-hmm. there was some. Man, and they and they again every week they had some kind of guest on there, and it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. But it was all about them getting set, how to prepare for that the late night show mm-hmm. that night, and just the drama. And then Kermit and Miss Piggy had, you know, they had broken up or whatever, so they were estranged, and they had drama going on there. And yeah, it was funny stuff, man. It's like, man, but yeah, they so they keep working at reinventing. You watch anything else? That is something kind of boring. I did watch a little bit of reality TV, um, two shows um, called Renovation Island. Okay. And I think we talked about this before. Um, and my wife, we watched it when we did our little stay vacation at a hotel. This popped up. Cheesy, normal HGTV type television. This was playing. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. 
you know, it was just a uh, Canadian family. They go into the Caribbean and they're building out, um, they're retrofitting uh, a, a hotel, like a boutique hotel. And so, like, they're just mm-hmm. going to, yeah, it's pretty good. It's decent. I mean, it's, it makes you really, really think about, you know, what's in the Caribbean. You, it also puts you down, like, this rabbit trail of, like, how much would it cost to live on an island? And mm. You'd be surprised, like, how cheap it is on certain islands. Sure. But then you kind of, from a business standpoint, you start realizing why it's so difficult because of logistics. Anytime you need something, you, it needs to be shipped there. And then it takes time, you know, for literally shipping it there. You need to be relaxed and chill. You just need to chill. And that's why... If you say um, you're on island time, when people talk about island time, hey, everything's okay, man. You gets know? there when it gets there. When it gets there, when it gets there. So that's, that's just part of the culture. But yeah, it's called Renovation Island. Pretty good. We'll watch two episodes, episode four and five. So halfway there. I did see some rea- reality TV also this week. I was at my uh, at my mother's, get a, got a chance to go and see her. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one show about these couples that were getting married, but then they would have their families come and kind of, it's not like an intervention, but they would come and they were trying to bring the, the families of the two uh, fiancés closer mm-hmm. together. Interesting. And just the... That'd be drama just by itself. Yeah, exactly. So it makes for, <laughs> you know, decent uh, reality TV. And then there was another show called... What network? What network? Gosh, I don't... Oh, no worries. No worries. Yeah, I don't 100% know. It's like mm. my mom was watching it was on. I was like, oh, what's this? It feels like something you would see on either VH1 or mm-hmm. one of the, I think maybe one of BET spinoff channels. Something like Viacom, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other was like, it was just with these, it's like four women. It's like they were streaming from home, but it was, one was like a, a fashionista. The other was Deborah Cox, mm-hmm. uh, the singer Deborah Cox. Yeah. Uh, one was a um, trans model and one was, she was like an entrepreneur, but they were all kind of just catching up with each other and just like mm-hmm. talking this and that. But it's like every week there's a different, like four women uh, and one has invited the other ones to, to come on and they just, you know, talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was fascinating. I was like, huh, it's called, maybe it's called the catch up or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember the exact name, but hmm. Yeah, again, I don't normally do reality TV, but, you know, that's what my mom had on. I was like, what is that? <laughs> what is this? But, but I just, Deborah Cox, I was like, Deborah Cox. Not familiar. And I was like, you know that song, you know, how, how did you get here? And my mom, yeah. she didn't know. And I was like, Alexa, <laughs> play, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> Playing. <laughs> but Deborah Cox still, you know, she's taking care of herself. Still they're, got it together? Yeah, she's still okay. got it together, man. She looks, she, you know. Yeah, she was like in shape. She like she was vegetarian, man. Like her face was like real thin, but not like in a, a unhealthy way. way. Yeah, yeah. It's like she's taking care of herself. So okay. okay. Uh, did you ever watch the No Limit? Did we talk about No Limit last time? The docu series for No Limit. Be it's on BET. Oh, did we talk about that last we time? We did talk. We did talk about it. Did you ever watch it? I don't think I. Have, I don't have BET. No, you would know. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know. I would know. Yeah, for they sure. They do have it. They have. It's a trial. So like, if you go online. Oh, is this for their their plat- streaming platform? Yeah, if you just go to BET, not even a, I don't even think on their streaming platform. But if you just go uh, online, you don't have to put a credit card or anything like that. But you can only get it for like twenty four hours, something like that. It's enough where you can watch uh, enough episodes. Also, so it's not no limit. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Had I'll, to. I'll be here all week. I'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, or you can go to YouTube, and uh, they do have some episodes on YouTube. You know, it kind of like you know, trailing behind. So people that they were there for the event, they got to watch it on the platform. Mm. But if you go to YouTube, you can on BT. They got it. But no limits. It's worth watching for real. Like I was surprised on how many things that we're still going through, like just from a social commentary, politics, things like that. This cat went through so mm. much so that SP deserves a lot more respect than given. Yeah, for real. Okay, big time. You know, you're talking about at one point in time it was like 400 million. <laughs> Gross. Whoa, 400 million like a month for the year. I think it was an annual thing. Um, yeah, wow. but that's how how much they were raking in. That's what the company was valued around 400 million. I believe that. I mean, at their height, I mean, they were everywhere. And they freaking on WCW and pro wrestling. I'm like, yeah, they got into all that. Whoa, how they how they swing this? I was I was surprised. I was like, <laughs> man, this guy's working it. Yes, yes. Suck shockers, all skinny self. He's, <laughs> he's not. He's gonna catch a choke slam. You better be careful out there. <laughs> you better be careful out there. <laughs> None of these cats are trained. You'll really be shocked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <I>, my back. <laughs> when are my rims all off? <laughs> you thought you couldn't hold the beat before, Silk. Yes. <laughs> Got mystical. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, sea murder, right? Yeah, sea murder. Um, yeah, man. If you go, if you look at it, it, it just takes you through a history. And you appreciate like the values, like family values that, you know, his mom and everybody put in his life and how is a masterpiece created? It's not just somebody that just so happens to be here. It's it's principles, it's hard work, it's integrity, it's military. They come from a strong military background. So it's like when you see the tanks and everything and the army fatigue stuff, it comes from a history of military people in his family. And Where's the P? Percy. His name is Percy. That's an old name. That is an old name. <laughs> How many people you know named Percy? Yeah, that's Percy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what that's for. Master Percy. Master P. Yeah. Interesting. He'll master anything that he does. No limit. And that was from the family saying, you know, if you if you believe in something, there'll be no limit to what you can achieve. And uh, yeah, man, I think it's just one of those things, an empowering story, but it's also a lot of trauma. There's a lot of, you know, race stuff in America that is kind of not surprising, but you like your mind will be open, you know, from watching. And that's why I say he'll get more appreciated. Uh, we give credit because there's so much going on behind the scenes that you that people don't know. All we know is the entertainment stuff, but we right. don't. We don't know the business and all the legal things or the struggle, the, the struggle of being in a racist state. Louisiana, man, they had some of the most racist laws that just recently been changed. So it's uh, it's eye opening. OK, well, yeah. I appreciate you recommending it. Again. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Track that track down on I definitely you too. Or the tube of all the tubes. Um, outside of that, man, still been reading Chuck Palahniuk's book called Consider This, and they're just helping out with the writing thing, you know, so making sure, feeding the brain, like literally reading. I'm like enjoying the reading process, so it's finding that that habit has been fun. Very good, very good. 
that's all for me. All right. Uh, again, from reading standpoint, I've still slowly going through the color of the law, and then also again, I've been on my on my comic game. I've been just working through again West Coast Avengers. Okay, which has been good. I've, I've been enjoying enjoying the the storyline. But I asked about Master P just because there's, there's a character that shows up in those books. Mm-hmm. His name is Master Pandemonium, <laughs> but they actually literally call him Master P a time or two. Oh, that's hey, a nickname. Yeah. That's all like. What does yours stand yes. for? Yes. Pandemonium. And today's show is sponsored by Natural Hair the Movie by Grind of a Matter Films, now streaming on Amazon Prime Service and Vimeo On Demand. Please watch and leave a review. Thank you for tuning in to Filmmaker Commentary. We're talking about Robocop. 1987, directed by Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven? Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Um, And here's a quick synopsis. A dystopian and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the forest as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. Robocop. Part man, part machine, all cop. The future of law enforcement. Yarmo Craig. How did you watch this film growing up? This came out in 1987. So where were you, and how did you watch it this time? So I first watched this while on vacation in San Antonio at my aunt and uncle's house. Mm-hmm. It would have been, I want to say, when I was in. I want to say when I was in, when I was in fourth grade. Cause I don't think we watched it in second. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was like we were fourth grade. So nineteen like eighty nine, no ninety, eighty nine ninety, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And uh, been watching my uncle's big flat screen TV and just being blown away, just like <laughs> whoa. Because I mean, it just, I mean, it was just it was just cool, but just mm-hmm. the, the the impact of it. You know, the satirical stuff you know went over my head at the time. Sure, but feeling for this guy that the I mean, him getting just mowed down. You're like. What? And then him being rebuilt, you're like, wow. And that gun, and then of course, you know, whirling it around. Yeah. Uh, the spike, just. If this is your first time listening to Filmmaker Commentary, please know that there will be spoilers. spoilers. You've been forewarned. But yeah, that's when I first watched it. And this time around, man, well, I had I already owned it. I finally went back and said, you know what? Let me get a hold of RoboCop. I'd yeah. seen it streaming maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. and they finally said, I want to own this thing and found it on uh, Blu-ray maybe about two years ago and went through and watched it and it's, this particular Blu-ray had loads of features so I'd watched mm-hmm. several of them and uh, watching it again, it's, there's, the film is deeper than you might think if you just yeah. think of RoboCop. There's a lot of kind of, you know, commentary, social sure. commentary going on within this film. True. How about you? When did you first see RoboCop and how'd you check it out this time? Um, this film, I think was at a friend's house because it was, this wasn't in our library, but I remember the poster, you know, on that VHS tape and people were proud of their libraries back in the day. Like mm-hmm. you had all these VHS and we'll just watch it over and over again. But I didn't watch a lot of rated R films like at that time. So I had to go to a friend's house to watch one. And so this would just be one of those movies that's playing in the background. 
I remember this film, but I didn't watch it like in all in one setting. It was just like pieces of it. Sure. Same thing like with Total Recall. Like we watched Total Recall, but it, it was so weird to me at the time that I would just we'll just laugh at the grossness right. of, of Total Recall, not not knowing what's going on. Um. So same thing, but I was obsessed with. I think the commercial aspect of RoboCop, because it was like a video game with RoboCop. Yeah. I think I was obsessed. My cousin, he used to make fun of me about this video game because <laughs> I think there was like choices. It was like, okay, hey guys, we can play Skate or Die or RoboCop or this, this, and that. And then I just, I'm just like, RoboCop, mm. RoboCop, like no matter, <laughs> RoboCop, RoboCop. RoboCop. Uh, we can, if and, you know, Skate or Die RoboCop. For, RoboCop. <laughs> mm. I was like, dang, I was dialed in like that. It's the law. <laughs> Robocop. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. So, yeah, I remember being like just more on like the video game and like kind of enjoying that. But watching it this time around, I haven't watched it really since the late 80s, early 90s. I haven't watched it. So, like, kind of coming back to it, I remember it being violent. But I remember some other scenes that might have come from another RoboCop or something. Cause yeah, there's there's several of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and my brain like mixed it up. I was like, I'm expecting another scene, but I don't. It's not in this one. Where's the jetpack? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a. I remember there was. I don't know if it was RoboCop or what, but there was like this kid that was like a drug dealer, but he was a kid, and it was like this new drug that's out on the streets. Yes, that's the second one. That is okay. Yeah, I think that I think that that's in the second one. That was I'm positive. A, that's the second one. All right. So okay. So it is in the RoboCop world. No, I wasn't tripping. Yeah. <laughs> RoboCop. Yeah, it's more RoboCop too. It, it, okay. Kind of, it all became kind of more mainstream. They're trying okay. to clean up the the area, and he's more. Yeah, there's more. There's some more stuff involved with with kids. So yeah. Okay. Maybe. So yeah, maybe that's that's one that was in my brain. Some with some kids, some violence. I don't know, but I actually appreciate this film, so I like watching it this time around. Enjoyed it. Very nice, very nice. When you told me before you hadn't seen it in a while, I was like, "Yeah, you're in for a surprise." All right. This this, this, this film's gonna be more more than you think. More more than the violence. So I'm good. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, it was a good suggestion. I definitely wasn't RoboCop this time. <laughs> Had to be sold on it. Yes. <laughs> How about RoboCop? I'll just keep throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> RoboCop. It's good. Persistence. I think my brain likes almost every film. It's just. <laughs> you got to be. Sometimes you got to be. Just, you got to be in a certain place. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Totally get that. We all go through, you know, times. It could be a, a show or whatever. You guys got to be in that place to. Speaking of which, did you finish Money Heist? I'm just not in that place. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, he's going to ask me about money heist. How's that going for you? Tokyo. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, man. I see it on my cue. Continue watching. I'm like, nah. Screw you, Tokyo. What season did you stop? Season two? Yeah, I'm still on season two. Eventually, I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, if you ain't sold, you ain't going to be sold. Yeah, I just. Uh, I know if I watch it, I'll get some. But it's like. Nah, I and honestly, I tried. I I switched to the English because I see what you were doing, like going to the English. No, nah, nah, fam, it's not the same. It's a different. It's almost a different. It's a different feeling. Hmm. It's almost too commercial. It's like, like it's something you've seen before, based on just the voice acting. Hmm. 
Nothing else. Just straight voice acting. I, like, I, I, I can't give it my full attention like that. I'm like, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it right now. I can't go full, <laughs> no. full subtitle. No. <laughs> can't go full subtitle. Not right now. Not right now. No, that's why I say I, I, I feel you. If Based on how I felt from watching it, I can understand why you had a stopping point. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you jump ship. Okay. I yeah, I had, to, I had to check in. I was like, what? I ain't heard them talking about no money heist. Yeah. Once I started the second season and I uh, see how I jumped off. Again, I already had issues with the character. And then I see mm-hmm. how, it, how the second season starts. And I'm like, you again. Already causing problems. Yeah. I just got, I got, I got a, a disconnect. Yeah. Tokyo. Anyway, <laughs> Rebel <Robo-Cop. laughs> We'll just park this episode over here. Mm. <laughs> Put a boot on it. Yeah, because views into it have been done. Yeah. <laughs> I got hang up, hang ups with it. Sorry about that. No worries. Gave you a, a bad suggestion. No, it's not a bad <laughs> suggestion. Again, it's a it's a well done show. This is my hang up. Money heist. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's, it's me. me. Told you watching Spanish. I did. Okay. Back to what we were talking about. What did you like or not? What did you like about this film? Ooh, man. Um I I like the violence. Because <laughs> it's partially Yeah. It's memorable. It's it's over the top, but it but it, it there there's a consequence mm-hmm. like to the violent acts. Like it's yeah. There's there's death, there's destruction. Um, there's a consequence to, to every violent act. And I, I like the fact that this thing is, is layered. This is not, this is not just your standard eighties action film. Mm -hmm. And when you watch it, when you watch the newscast, when you watch the commercials that are worked in, Mm -hmm. it is all saying something and the, and the performances, particularly, I like the, the, the main villain, um, Clarence, Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's he's not super strong. The he's, cop killer, Clarence, our cop killer. Yeah. yeah, he's just cerebral, and that makes him even scarier. You know, he's he's got a bit of a sense of humor, and again, it's like the, the, his crew they they follow him, and they're so eclectic in and of themselves. But they yeah. just come together and they follow him, and it, it just it it works. You 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 buy him, you know, mm-hmm. you buy into him. You're like, yeah, this guy's dangerous, and yeah, and then, and then there's just there's a dark humor throughout. Yeah. Uh, true. So yeah, that's what I, uh, dig about. And of course, you know, Robocop is just, he just looks cool. Peter, Peter Weller's performance. Yeah, it is. He just, he die. He's so dialed in. And, true. uh, yeah. How about you? I like, uh, it felt indie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has an indie vibe to it, which I didn't know what that was when I first saw the film. Just, um, when you compare it to some of the stuff that was kind of real polished at the time, it's like, what is this dirt? Uh, <laughs> it just feels violent and almost real, you know, cause it's visceral. It's gritty. Yeah. And so I felt that as a kid watching it, I was like, man, this feels, I didn't understand this, the satire, but it feels grounded in the world that it's in. Right. Dystopian too. Right. Like really mm-hmm. seen man, cause it's future, but it's like, this doesn't look like the Jetsons at know? all at all um so yeah so it kind of when I watched it felt real I'd like the grittiness of it um like the dark I do like the dark humor 
Um, I do like the diversity in the characters, like kind of going back and look at it for its time. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's kind of diverse. Yeah. Like, you got a brother that's running, you know, the precinct, <laughs> throwing some folks around and like just straight to business, you know, and the mustache with the brothers is Robert Townsend talks about this the reason why you see a lot of brothers with mustaches because it's like a, a represents mas- masculinity. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the old school movies, you see a lot of brothers wearing <laughs> No beard, but they will have a mustache. And that's also an 80s thing, too. Yeah. But if you see some, but a lot of their counterparts don't have no facial hair. They just cut it off. Ah, so he's like, he's like the alpha male. Yeah, it was just a masculine thing, you know, because I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if Robert Townsend talked about it, how they were not allowed at one point in time to wear mustaches. So once they had a chance to do it, they do it. Rock it out. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't there um, also in the film... The mayor, maybe? There's somebody else within the film that's also black. Oh, in the uh, in Robocop? Yeah. Yeah, the mayor. Yeah. Because it's Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black mayor, so. Yeah, so you had uh, that. So I like the diversity. You got the women. Uh, you do have, like, certain tropes in there, but, of course, the partner is a woman, you know, kind of holding her own. So showing that diversity and gender. Uh, and then just you know, just showing her like a resembles of what would be kind of the real world in their world. Yeah, and not not and not. Uh, I like that they showed her in a way, and, and, and specifically made a decision to not o- overly sexualize her. Mm-hmm. And they made that that was a slight departure from the script, like you know having her cut her hair, mm-hmm. um, so that her relationship with Ro- with with Murphy and with RoboCop was. You know, mutual respect. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it would have made it. It would have been terrible if it was a romantic one. It yeah, been terrible. kept it plu- plutonic, and it, and it works. But also again, like I said, showing that she can, you know, her introduction, him, she can hold her own. Right. Um, yeah, she's 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 a pretty like awesome character in the comics. Man, she's psh, yeah, she's like almost unstoppable. Okay, man. Um, so that I do like how they're trying how he was trying to do the gender neutrality thing. Which I th- I see what he was trying to do, but I don't think it works without like a like a commitment to the new neutrality thing. Mm. Um, uh, the director talked about you know by showing you know the women and everybody like in the shower or this, it's like we're all on the same page and it's kind of showing gender neutrality, but you still got a lot like a lot of women tropes in the film that kind of go against the neutrality and gender. Well, I think I think I think a departmental neutrality based upon being public servants is different from a uh, societal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just said gender. All I heard was just an attempt at gender neutrality within the force. I, I, I took it as within the police force. Oh, itself. but not in like, but just on at them as cops, but nothing outside of that. Yeah, because okay. that would be the the policy of you know either this corporation or. Or this department itself that okay, you know, and and I think I think it's supposed to then be be um, supported by when we get introduced to his partner, the way mm-hmm. she shows up. We don't we don't initially she was supposed to show up in a way where we, we wouldn't know that she's that he, that she's a woman even. Right. Um, but when they do that first close up of her face, I was like, no, you could tell, you could tell by her build it was a woman. Yeah, was like, no yeah. Way. So they didn't quite execute that as well, I and mean, he says as much in the commentary, but. I think within the society at large, okay. it's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> and, and, and then also too, uh, you know, she's still getting them coffee and stuff like that. So it was like certain things. I'm like, 
how far are we going with this? Hmm. But I can respect it. Um, and then uh, he, he talks about, when we were talking about gender neutrality, the first thing that popped in my head was, I don't think I've seen this before, but Starship Troopers. It popped in my head, but I didn't think about it until the commentary came on. And then he's, and I was like, he actually shot Starship Troopers? And then, yeah. and then I was like, okay, that makes sense then, because I've never seen that any. I don't think I've seen that in any other film yeah. where it's not in a sexual way where everybody's in showers, just like whatever. Every other. Yeah. We're all, then, so, we're all just soldiers. We're right? just here. Yeah. So I was like, okay, makes sense. That's from this guy. He's from this director. <laughs> okay. But that's all I have, man. That's some of the things I like about the film. Anything you dislike? Um, you know what? I don't think so. I um now that I know it's a satire and it's kind of cartoonish, you know, I you got the guys that are like over the top laughing, you got some of the brothers that's like just straight jive talk, you know, like come on, you know, you got those characters, but now knowing that it's a satire and it's kind of over the top and cartoonish in the violence and everything else, it's like okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So I I was going to throw it out there, but I was like, nah, it's, it, I think it goes with the whole satire thing. You know, and some of the for the most part, I mean, they use a lot of practical effects. Yeah, uh, they they do use stop motion uh, a, a few times within mm-hmm. uh, with the Ed two hundred nine. Excuse me, and then some rear projection. Yeah, and there are you know those don't hold up. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, uh, and even at the at the very end, when uh, when Bob Jones. Gets thrown out the window and he's and he's falling to his oh, death for whatever reason. I don't his know why. arms looks like legs. Yeah, I'm like, Ooh. why? <laughs> There's a reason for that. So I don't know why, uh, but somebody broke that down. Why his his arms are jacked up and look long and weird. I don't know if it was a puppet that was made incorrectly. I, I don't remember. There's a there's a feature. I mean this. I mean this. The Blu-ray has a lot of features. Yes, there's a minute, like six or seven. No, like eight features. Yeah. And one is on the the visual effects. Mm-hmm. I watched it before, but I didn't watch it. This, I watched all the other ones. I didn't watch that one again this time. But they get into the the models and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I only but, watched one feature. It was like thirty minutes. Okay, like the making. Yeah, of, the making of Robocop. Yeah, they got the making of. They got the shooting. And again, it like it spans like three different time periods. Like there's that one is like maybe. I don't know, 10 years after it was made or something like that. Or maybe, you know, and wow. then there's, there's one that's actually on set, like mm-hmm. on set while they're shooting. Yeah. And, and there's one that's like maybe, maybe done 10 years ago. So it's, Fair. it's very, it's very cool to see mm-hmm. all these people reiterate these stories at different time periods in, in life. Uh, like, oh. I see. Um, yeah. So kind of, you know, like kind of looking back <laughs> now, yeah, I didn't really like the the animatronic puppet stuff, uh, but I understand why they had to do it, you know. Um, and two, this is his first time, the director's first time doing special effects like this. Very true. And so, you know, we have really Scott that's just killing it, you know, uh, an alien, you know, using all that same stuff, but him being versed in special effects and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, this drawing is, and creating stuff. This is 1987, right? Uh, and then Alien was what, 1979, 1980? 78, 79. 78, really. So it was like. I think 79's when it came out. But and it's still kind of, and it still like holds up pretty well, you know. With yeah. the rear projection, miniatures, and all that. But it's also way darker. Like, mm-hmm. literally way, way darker. So they could get away with hiding 
more, I mm-hmm. think, within that where you have scenes here with Ed 209 in broad daylight, right? Corporate boardroom, light shining in. But um, it would have been fine. Like the shot with the boardroom, the rear projection isn't isn't clear. That's true. Yeah, so, that's that's just a mistake. Like somebody <laughs> didn't nail that. I was like, ooh, it was ugly. Came, I was it's like, ugly. Ooh, that looks really. It was just bad. a bad job. Yeah, on that one. Yeah, something <laughs> because when the miniature when it falls down the stairs, it's actually pretty convincing. I, I agree with that. I was like, oh, well, okay, that looks that because yeah, they actually built a miniature set. Yeah, for for that for that uh, for that to take place. But yeah, the rear projection that one part it doesn't doesn't work. Um, yeah, it, it's a telltale. You can tell. It's like, whoa, y'all, y'all messed us up. Yeah, somebody slipped. Somebody slipped. Yeah, that's the only thing. But it wasn't so, it wasn't so egregious that it messes up the movie. But it is like, okay, it, it is. pulls you out for just a brief second. Yeah. And then when <laughs> What's they, that? Yeah, like, <laughs> was out of focus. What's going? On? Is something wrong with my system? But yeah, that, that may be the only thing. I have to agree. With, I would agree with that one. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> that's a quote. It is. It is. There's actually a name to that show. I'll buy that for a dollar. Well, see, that's what I thought it was. It's actually called It's Not My Problem. <laughs> I love it. There's a deleted scene where they actually, yeah. like, show it. And it just didn't make any They show the thing. actual movie? They show the actual TV show? Yeah, they, well, they show a clip of it, like, kind of coming on and yeah. him kind of walking into a place that's very sexist. But it's, it's just the captain says, it's not my problem. I love it. I'm like, man, this guy's a super creep. That guy whoever played that character. <laughs> And all the guys are watching it and just laughing. And yeah. the, the criminals, random people in their jobs. And this is like public television, you know? <laughs> like, wow. I'll buy that for a dollar. Just the over, yeah, over-sexualization. Yikes. <laughs> so much for that gender equality thing. Mm. Commentary. What would you think about the commentary? Um, well, The commentary was okay. Uh, because I I watched a bunch of the features, I had oh, I had gleaned was quite no a need. bit of the knowledge. Yeah. yeah, I got a good chunk of the knowledge out of that. Uh, and plus, I was watching it, you know, one point five speed, mm. and it was actually you yeah. normally when I do that, they still sound fairly normal. But this one, they they sound interrupting fast. each other. That's why. Yeah, it was moving. They sounded fast, even when he first came in. I was like, oh, I, I thought I was gonna have to slow it back down. I was like, no, nah, we just gonna keep going. I'll I'll adjust. <laughs> I was like, man. Okay, all right, all right. But well, I was catching some little tidbits here and there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there, there was you know sharing quite a bit about production. So if mm-hmm. I hadn't have gone in the special features, mm-hmm. um, I was like, "Wow, man, this commentary is loaded. It's just loaded with like all kinds of yeah. tidbits." True, true. How about you? It felt congested. You got the writer, producer, director, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the writer, and there's two writers, but I can't remember which. Um, this was Ed Newmeyer. He's the more talkative writer. And so um, with him and the director, or it could have been the producer. I, can't, I I mix them all up. But it seemed like they were button heads a little bit. You know, like one was just, instead of like kind of going along with what the other person was saying and kind of adding to it, it was just like, but, 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 you know, kind of like trying to win this point instead of kind of adding to the commentary. I think that's partially based on how the production went because uh-huh. – they they were they this this they went over budget, yeah. It, it ran long. It, this was a this was a tough shoot. Like yeah. they all say, it was a tough shoot. Mm-hmm. And the producer with Orion, like they would come in and they would say, just you know, stop the bleeding. Yeah, I remember. You know? So it was a uh, so maybe something that still kind of. I don't know. Well, what year 
I don't know what year they did this commentary, but it'll be interesting. Um, That's a good question. Could be, uh, you know, I need to do a little bit more research on this director to kind of see, you know, his personality and kind of history with other people because it seems like he was kind of like a tyrant, you know, on <laughs> on this movie. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, kind of going. I say that because uh, he kind of admitted in one of these features, uh, the making of RoboCop, that um, the actor needed more time with the suit to walk around to do because he'd been practicing. Seven months before, but then when he got there, he was like, "Oh, this moves differently, and I need time with him." He's like, "What? Well, we're about to shoot." That's the director. Because you suit, remember that? The suit, yeah, the suit came late uh, because they 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 thought of, they they went through all kinds of back and forth. Yeah. They wanted to change it, and then it's, you know, and they couldn't. And they had done a full body cast of mm-hmm. uh, Peter Welling, and he had been working with a with a, a pantomime mm-hmm. uh, and a movement coach for seven months That's just crazy. getting his movements down they were going to be very, how about that for time yeah they were going to be very legato mm-hmm. uh, which is non-staccato so the opposite of what we ultimately got it was, it was going to be fluid and kind of have like even bird influences within it or whatever but once he got in the suit for the first time which, which took anywhere between eight to eleven hours to get into and then realized he couldn't move and that literally said that depressed him Dang. and and he was telling the director, I, I can't, I don't even know how to, you know, what I've been working on for the past seven months, I can't do any of that in this suit. Crazy. And the director, yeah, admits that initially they was like, well, we're about to shoot. But then he quickly realized, no, we, we have to shut down production and give Peter yeah, a day two, or a few days, a days yeah. to come up with something new. But and he was such a jerk, dude. Like he didn't, <laughs> sorry, yeah. we're shooting. We shooting, yeah. So the actor actually had to fight for that. So yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. Had to get very vocal, but that's also. I mean, he had this director done a couple of films, mm-hmm. but he also talked about how he was sick a lot. The director, um, Paul, uh, said he was sick a lot on this film really? because he was so unsure of himself Dang. that he would like, you know, they'd shoot a scene or shoot a couple scenes, and he'd go back to his trailer and throw up. Holy crap! So he's still trying to, you know, he's working through insecurity and is trying to make this thing work and they said you know being in Dallas it was in August and they said it was like one of the it was super hot super that's always fun muggy and it, when they were inside certain sets it would get up to like you know 120 130 degrees um I know all about Dallas yeah they said it was this was not a fun shoot but you know the director again Fu says now he realizes that uh while they were kind of pissed at Peter initially, mm-hmm. they realized now, no, you know what? He Good was right, right to speak up and say, hey, this is what I need to make this work. True. Yeah, so too many cooks in the kitchen, man. Uh, that's what I felt about this commentary. But it was still informative. It was still informative, but I was just like, okay, there, you could tell there's there's some pool hmm. you know, going on. Because uh, uh, I think the, the writer was saying, there was one scene, I really like the scene. And then the director was like, oh, because you shot it? And then <laughs> it was some B-roll footage or whatever. Uh, and then the director, I would never, I would never overstep the boundary of the director. And I was like, ooh, what? there's some backstory here. But they've worked together multiple times. So I've seen Newmeyer. He may have, he's worked with uh, Paul. Like they've got a couple, they've got, they've got history beyond yeah. just RoboCop. This is, this is their first endeavor. But, uh, but he says, you know, the, mm-hmm. he, Paul tries to be, he tries. He likes to work with the same people, right? Because it makes kind hey, of don't like we family. all the shortcut. There's you know shorthand, shorthand, all yeah. that. 
So, you know, maybe they got that just kind of like maybe like brotherly thing where they're, you know, jabbing each other. That's the vibe I got, man. It was just like, whoa, this is kind of, this is a little different. Yeah, this is different than just people trying to like push their points. So this is like like little jabs in there. I was like, Mm. hold up, hold up. (laughs) Um, What'd you think about, um, uh, what, what special features did you say you checked out? Um, I watched just about. I've I've seen all of them. Oh, oh wow! Um, yeah, at this point, I've seen all of them because I I watched the making of RoboCop, RoboCop creating a legend, shooting RoboCop. Again, there's another one that's called making RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd seen the the storyboard. How was that one the storyboard? That's where they're going to some of the effects, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I watched the deleted scenes. Uh, I watched the villains of, of old Detroit, where they really they sit down with some of the, the actors um, who played the bad guys and mm-hmm. kind of talk to them. That was a, that was a cool feature. I really enjoyed okay. that. Okay. Them diving in. Um, the special effects ones, again, they go into detail on how they did the Ed 209 stuff. Maybe even, maybe even some of the paintings, the matte paintings. Which which are beautifully done mm-hmm. and play a pretty big role, uh, and then also there is a I don't know what, I don't remember what year it's from like 2010, but like a Q and A session with the with the cast and the director at like a film festival, mm-hmm. and obviously many years later, yeah, <laughs> and they're just there you know just talking about their memories of the of the, is the vibe better are they they yeah everybody yeah. everybody's cool and gets yeah, along and, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and Peter, and Peter Weller like says, you know, he said there's in one of the in one of the features he says, you know, there's some films I made that I'm not proud of, you know, there's, there's some that I'm, you know, that I'm I'm okay with. So there's about five films that I'm very very proud of, and wow. RoboCop is is one of those. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So and the hard work paid off, man. Blood, sweat, and tears, man. For real. And the thing, yeah, yeah, you talk about sweat. They said that he was like each day he was losing, losing pounds. But it helps that he was a marathon runner and that he was so thin that allowed him to fit in the suit. Mm. They said a normal sized person would not have fit in it. It would have been too big. Unbelievable. So they had to find the right size guy with a good jawline. He did have that jawline. Mm-hmm. Very recognizable because um, he came back for part two, Robocop 2. And then Robocop 3 is a different person. That's not, yeah, I believe so. So you can, and you notice like his look, you can't, you can't, duplicate that same thing with uh like batman with uh who was our first batman michael keaton just uh just his look he's like you can't duplicate that he's got the the dimple on the chin yeah i think yeah he's a dimple in the chin because they go when they do caricatures of him they always make they always exaggerate that and so like switching just that little area it's like oh man it changes everything going yeah. to george clooney and i forgot who val kilmer yeah, and Val has his own look too. He's true. Some... He had li- he had lips. Yeah. <laughs> Val had lips. <laughs> that Batman's glossy. <laughs> Let me just put on my bat chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only part of my face that's exposed as I'm flying through the city of Gotham. You, you must. <laughs> Take care of your lips. Batman. Shout out to IP. Dear oh, God, man. I can't get away from Batman. No, he's vengeance. <laughs> he is capitalism. 
Man. Batman's going to get his money. Batman and Spider-Man will get their money. Dude, they, they gonna Yeah, those they two. followed my life around forever. Yeah. And even before you were born, Batman, 64, the Adam West, Burt Ward. There you go. Speaking of which, man, just a small tangent, they did a little piece where they had, You ever see? did you ever see the cartoon Batman Beyond? Mm. Slightly futuristic, not slightly, it was, no, the Batman set in the future, but the old, the, the old Bruce Wayne Batman was mentoring a new future Batman. I don't think so. I remember the Batman. The animated series? The animated series, mm-hmm. when I was a child. Right. And there was a little blood. That's what got me excited. I was like. The cartoons are bleeding now? Yeah. That's so, what I remember. What, what cartoon was that? So that's that, that's Batman the Animated Series. Okay. So that same Batman, mm-hmm. voiced by Kevin Conroy, after that show kind of ran its course. Actually, it was, that show was actually still running, and then they started this show called Batman Beyond. Okay. Set like maybe 40 years in the future. Okay. Where Batman is now old man, and he can't keep up the game anymore. <laughs> and he ends up meeting this kid named Terry McGinnis, who then becomes... The new Batman, and he has you know futuristic high tech suit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, though they had that show for like three, three seasons. It's actually pretty. I finally went back and actually watched it. Watched it a couple years back. Good show. Anyway, all I have to say, <laughs> related to the, the 1960s show, yeah. they did like almost like a mystery science theater thing, mm-hmm. where somehow they they happened upon this transmission, and they used the characters, the voice actors, to voice their you know respective characters, mm-hmm. old old crotchety Bruce Wayne and young you know sharp-witted Terry McGinnis watching like just a snippet of an episode of the 1960s and he's, and he's like Terry, you know Terry's like what in the world is this what's going on here and, yeah. and, and you know Batman's like I don't know it's they're just going in on the show and it's <laughs> hilarious because it's just showing that you know they can make fun of, you know DC can make fun of you know of itself right. but they were going in they're like wow. you know, on Batman on Robin is like I would have gotten out of that trap in six seconds, you know, because, you know, it was always the cliffhanger. There. It was, oh, man. And then the Joker, and it was like, is 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 that a mustache? Is he, he have a mustache? <laughs> you know, under that white makeup? Oh, it, it was, that was, a, that was, a, it was very well done. That's very, very well done. Sorry, tangent. Tangent. But yeah, all that to say, I can't get away from Batman. They're following me. I just watched Joker for crying, goodness sakes. <laughs> The IP is strong. The brand is strong. <laughs> it is. The it brand is. is strong. Get money. And again, he's got, oh man, again, yeah, the brand is strong. Batman's not going anywhere no. any anytime soon. No, pick a character in the world. Okay. Um, so uh, in watching the making of RoboCop, I, I like have like just like random facts from the, because I was like, man, this is interesting. So I just kind of just wrote some of the stuff down. I don't know if I should put that in the trivia or if I just. We just rock trivia while we do it. All right. Because I probably got some from that. Well, also. we'll put it in the trivia on the trivia part. Yeah. Because we still got to talk about tone style and thing. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. Um, tone. What you got for tone? Satire. Yes, indeed. Dark. Comedy. Indeed, um, and we you just uh, ran through the introduction of the film, and because it's introduced by news, and so it's told to us. So the news is very important, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a transition and kind of letting us into the world quickly. And so it's like, uh, there's a cop killer out that shot thirty something cops. That's bad. Yes, <laughs> and and the fact that the the cops are owned by OCP. Yeah, that. It's been privatized, yeah. right? That everything's been privatized. So you you kind of also know up front that 
corporations have taken over. Yeah. Like almost everything has been privatized. Cause then wow. I think within the next couple of seconds, you see a commercial for, for, you know, mechanical heart. Oh my God. It's done like almost like a car, like a car sale. Yeah. You know? it's, it's so big. It's like, this wouldn't even fit in your chest. Nah. <laughs> but they got different models you can choose from. Yeah. Wow. It's bad. So, um, so that kind of sets the, like the satire, the how they're going to do the satire through these TV episodes and through the news. It's pretty cool. It is, man. It's pretty, gen- I'm like, man, this is, it's pretty genius. Style. I got cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Got campy characters. Like, like I was talking about earlier, the guy's laughing, <laughs> just slapping his knee, just laughing. Um, again, I mentioned before the matte paintings yeah. that are used in the backdrops, which are just, again, the artists, I mean, they had literally had him on, on, on hand. I didn't know he was like on set, like close by, like just doing his thing, making sure they were ready. Uh, lower angles being used when they shot RoboCop, mm-hmm. uh, just to obviously, you know, make him look not only heroic, but just as just larger than life presence. True. Um, and so it's over the top violence and a lot, a lot of practical effects. My God. Again, the 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 killing of, of of Murphy is horrendous. Yeah, every time I see it, I'm just like, dang, dang. Every I know what got time. me was the first employee being shot. I wasn't expecting the employee to be. Sh- I was like, oh, this is gonna end badly. But I saw the unrated version of this film, and so he gets shot. It's like, all right, get shot. You see the bullet holes coming through the back. You know it's bad. You got the bullet holes coming through the back, messing up your suit. Mm. <laughs> then he lands on a model, and the thing keeps shooting him. And so, like, his legs and all, it looks like spaghetti just coming out of his body. I was okay, like, so you're talking about the scene with the Ed 209 demo. Yeah. At the very yeah. End, yeah. yeah. When you said the play, I was like, what was it in point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ed 209 demo gone horribly wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This is before I, I got. A, I got a quote from that when we get to quotes. Okay. Oh man, that scene. <laughs> it's it's terrible. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It is terrible. The fact that, that machine like. You, you got twenty seconds to drop the gun. So he drops it, but it drops. You have you fifteen, 15 seconds. Oh hell! The, what's funny is that that character is trying to run, like run away from the gun, like, and the other employees are pushing him. Get pushing off me! Him. I was like, "That's some real survival right there." Seriously, like, anyway. we ain't getting shot for you. <laughs> so, uh, but the director and the DP, the cinematic movements are great. There's like some takes in here where people are walking into the frame. They kind of step back, and we're still shooting. They're moving around us. Uh, there's some pretty good cinematic camera work going on here um, in a lot of point of view shots. Mm-hmm. So like uh, we, we're at the point of view of Murphy, Murphy being worked on, but we don't see him being worked on. We don't have to show that and save some money doing that. And so you can just kind of keep totally. that perspective. And so that perspective shot is shown quite a bit uh, from Murphy's angle and then I can't think of another character. They showed another character from their perspective, but I'm like, man, they're using this pretty good. You don't see this often. Yeah, yeah. And it... It works. It definitely it definitely works. Yeah. I, even as a kid, I remember the scenes where he's going through his house and, and he's having the flashbacks, right? The, yeah. the, the, they use the kind of the static, yeah. uh, like almost like a glitch to then yeah. all of a sudden take him back to the flashes, the essence of the memories of his former life. 
that's powerful, man. It is. Like, wow. It is. Know, the, 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 the bits of man that remain. And like, if you, if you actually see like in the comic books, they, they actually show how much of him remains. There's v- very little yeah. actual human pieces inside RoboCop. Like yeah. maybe a spinal column, maybe parts of a brain. And many say that like they, they literally script, cut Murphy's face off Dang. and put that on again, that, that RoboCop head, that's all, you know, computer yeah. and, and engineering. And they just plaster the face on Dang it God. like a mask. It's like, wow. And again, I said, they, Oh, we saved the hand. No, cut it off. You know, <laughs> make it all. They were, she robotic. was all happy. Yeah. We, we saved the hand. They got blasted off. Who would want that? Get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think in the new RoboCop, the 2000 and was that 17, 16, that whenever that one came out, mm-hmm. it kind of showed more of this guy is nothing. It's like just a little, little vest. He's just a little lung and a piece of head and a body. Yeah. They kind of show that, but I didn't really like that one too much. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the vibe you got from quite a few people. Yeah, it was like okay, but it just doesn't. It doesn't hold. The it didn't have a heart. It didn't have a soul. The, te- like the technology was good. The technology was right. Everything was right with the technology, but it was like they were focused so much on that. It just where's the story? Yeah, come it, on. It, it doesn't. It, it does not resonate like like this does. Yeah. It, and you figure it would it would work. I mean, like now would be the time for a RoboCop. Then you figure that would, it would work, but it just does. It doesn't hit like this does. Mm-mm. Missed opportunity. Uh, but the, the shot that you're talking about also. We see the perspective of Murphy as RoboCop going through his um, the perspective of him looking into his bedroom or into the living room. And we see it for what it is now as kind of like an empty space mm-hmm. with just a couch in it. But same perspective as he's walking, it kind of like transitions and it's fully furnished. Yeah. Like, wow, how did, how did they, this is a pretty cool little effect. Blu-ray looks good, uh, but it's the perspective of him. He's. We we're feeling what he's feeling because we're seeing this from his perspective. It's almost if this was three D virtual reality, like man, it's the same thing. We are literally taking a trip down memory lane. Yeah, with him. Yeah, and it's also like again, and it's also like the essence of his humanity mm-hmm. trying to trying to break through, right? Trying to break through the programming, mm-hmm. and it's something about being there that's that's jogging. He's like he's like he's almost like chasing the memory. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Man, style. Yes, sir. Yeah, and stop motion characters talked about about that and giant props. But it, it, I think with all the practical effects, it sells the reality of this world. The puppeteering again when when they're when they're shooting Murphy and when they go to that one of him right before he gets shot in the head and it's just like the anguish on that that puppet. Oh man! <sighs> in the Blu-ray, I did notice when they shot. Because that was cut out in the theatrical. Yep. And it's a little dirty. It's not as clean as the rest of the film. That shot. And then when they cut to Clarence, when they cut to him, that one's, it's not a good shot either. It's like old. It's not been polished up like everything else because it was cut out. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if it was in process, it was processed differently or they just. Yeah. There's something about that. Again. Yeah. It does look a little bit different. It's darker. And like I said, you know, it doesn't look the same. They didn't transfer. Good. Yeah. But when you see like in the behind the scenes, when they were showing the, the actual, I'm like, Oh man, that thing is, it moved way more than I thought it would. They, it was <laughs> pretty functional. I'm yeah. Like, wow. It's, 
creepy, but just like man, and even like the arm being blown off. Like I, oh, I, as that a kid, was rough. I, was like, I was like, man, when I when I watched the Blu-ray the first time, I was like, I don't remember that happening. Me but either. they said that that wasn't theatrical. Uh, like okay, I remember the hand. Blah. I was like, whoa, yeah. yeah. But yeah, when they get the arm off, like wow, and just and just like the pain that he's in. He's like, he's like, oh, and they're like, this guy's still alive. And he's like, ah, I'm like. Oh no. oh no! Oh dear! And then the headshot. Oh me! Oh my! <laughs> and then when they did the shot uh, with the robot animatronic version of himself, it reminded me of Total Recall, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good call. I was like, where have I seen this? Yes, yes, yes. Um, do you have any themes? I have a few themes. I could spare a few. <laughs> uh, dystopian future. Extreme violence, commercialization of public and non-profits, prisons, hospitals, and uh, even space. Wow. Um, those are a couple. I'm just using the two that they that they said in the commentary, which was uh, the Christ metaphor. Yes. And he literally said he wanted to see the, Satan kill Jesus or something like that. Right. Is, that what he, is that basically what he that's, was showing? That's what he said. I'm like, wow. Okay, people. Um, and then uh, the theme, like a monster theme. So you have the you know Frankenstein. Frankenstein you got the vampire. Why do I have vampire? Oh, um, I don't think that's part of the theme. But we do have Clarence using a uh, staff to to stab uh, a stake, a stake, to metal stab. stake to drive into. Yeah, in his heart. And so there, I guess, is like a vampire reference there. Okay. And then you have oh boy, the guy that turns into the toxic Avenger by you know literally the toxic waste. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like these monsters that are created, you know, from humanity. But probably the main thing for monster would probably be the Frankenstein monster. Okay. All right. Um, theme of man meets machine. Uh, overcoming programming, American greed, and then I put outside looking in. I'm trying to think what it, what did that, that from, on the outside looking in. I feel that's the overall like director, mm-hmm. he, his 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 view of America. Okay, um, is that could be like a director point of view. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's, it's prevalent in terms of how. Everything is, is, is portrayed. It's like there's a outside presence looking in, and that, that impacts the whole look of the film um, mm-hmm. and, and even some of the themes of the, the guns and, and even, like, the violence. So, Guns. Do you have any favorite scenes? Oh, I do. <laughs> so we, we alluded to this earlier, the Ed, the Ed 209, mm-hmm. that demo, because yeah. that's just that if that doesn't fail, then the, there is no RoboCop. Yeah. Um, but just the, you know, this is a, you know, supposed to be a nice, clean corporate board meeting. Yeah. And it just becomes a mass, I mean, a, a one man massacre. Like a guy is murdered. Like, and then they're, you know, the, the scientists are pulling the plugs. Why the hell was there live ammo in this thing? <laughs> Who does a demo with live ammo? I mean, they own the cops, so they can do what they want to do. So I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. we're going to go to the boardroom and do this demo and, um, yeah, go ahead and put the live rounds in there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I I started catching on. What I really appreciated about it is just how the actors are acting. Not the main actors, but just the supporting actors. So Everybody. Like, so like our act. brother Johnson, right? So this is in the 80s. Like, how is this brother maintaining with all these people as a brother 
how is he doing? He has to know the politics of this world. And you see him navigating it. Oh, yeah. You know, he's just like, hey, man, you might not want to, you know, you know mess with to, Jones. Bob yeah, Jones. He's, yeah. He'll, he'll turn you into sushi. <laughs> but it turns out that he, this is literal. Yes. Yeah. After <laughs> after the fact, and watching, I'm like, oh, he was being, yeah, okay, that really, he blew him up. <laughs> so it's like, and then seeing how, like, the supporting actors are scared. Like, they're literally scared for their life when this guy is walking around. This is their boss. So they're, like, they're on eggshells. They're clapping about everything. They're just, like, you know. They know that there are bodies. That this guy, <laughs> how this guy got to where he got, there are there are a wake of bodies. Yes. Um, and we discover this later, but leading up to it, it's like, man, why are these people such, like, wimps? Yeah, and you wonder, what does it, what does it take for a corporation to rise up in such a way where again they they take over policing, uh, yeah. you know. It's like, whoa, this is a this is a very different world. It's a different world. And then after uh, the employee dies, you know, it's um, who's our guy that's now like trying to get into that spot to be to create RoboCop. Uh, forget the actor's name, but Morton. He's, Morton, he's the ambitious young man that's trying to come up the ranks of the corporation. He's the yuppie. The yuppie. And so he's in the elevator, you know, with Johnson. And Johnson's like, crazy thing happened to Kenny, huh? <laughs> what, what cracks me up is is how Bob turns to um, the main owner of the company. And he's just like, uh, you know, sir, it's just a, you know, a, a glitch. And, and when he said that, his face is dropped. Do you see yeah. him as the he's actor? Like, glitch. <laughs> Someone just got murdered. Or, or the person that says, "Somebody get this guy a, 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 a somebody call it, you know a, 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 the paramedic." A, a paramedic. I was like, "He's ain't, done." Ain't no paramedic. <laughs> that was funny, but I was like, "That was horrific." Yeah, this guy's been turned to uh, Swiss cheese. You know, there's no paramedic for him. Uh, one of my favorite scenes um, is just how the fade to black from when Murphy. Passes basically passes on and it's like empty. It's like is this the end of the movie kind of situation? And then when it fades back in, we're seeing the world from his new perspective. Um, so mine is, is is him again. Favorite is 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 maybe a misnomer, but just like it's impactful to me. You know, yeah. Him the, again the the killing of the hero twenty minutes into the film. Yeah, and the the violent death of him. And again, the director equates it to to a, a Christ like thing because he does get resurrected. Yeah, you know, gets a new lease on life. But the dead but is, is he alive though? It meant what well, I means something overcomes. You know, he 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 is the ghost in the machine. If you know, in in in, in some respects, mm. which makes me actually think of that 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 animated feature, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Um, there are some tropes of humanity. Terrible movie. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, the anime live action. The live action one. Yeah, I figured as much. You were talking about live action, but Lord, I figure you know he's he, there, there's some semblance. Of humanity still yeah. there for him to uh, to overcome, but but that that initial scene of him getting shot up is just man, it's powerful, very yeah. very powerful. I enjoy the reaction of people to Robocop. So like the Robocop reveal, yeah, and how people react because that sells it. You know, just us reacting to him as an audience watching him, it's like okay, that's one thing. But to see the people in that world react to him and how the cops are running to go see him sit down, mm-hmm. or you know when he's shooting, how they're and how he's moving around heavy steps man that, the actor's doing his thing man in that suit Peter Welling man you can't say enough about his performance how yeah. he just you know got back with his acting coach 
once he got in the suit and said, okay, forget everything we did before. Yeah. Forget trying to move legato and smooth. No, this guy is a beast. Yeah. So when he moves, it has to be like a absolute like like jerks. So yeah. and you move like a different you know one piece at a time. So the chest may move and then the head. Yeah. Or the head and then the chest. And he just, sold it. Oh man, he sold it. It absolutely yeah, it's believable and it just <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, that reveal is powerful. Very very powerful. Um, and again, you know the the big one of the big hero scenes is the the stopping of the attempted rape. Oh. I remember as a kid, I was like, whoa. But, you know, just shooting through the lady's dress, you know, hitting the guy in the crotch. Your move, creep. You know, he just delivers a line. And he's just yes. like, the precision, right? Because he's also, he's, he's using his targeting. Yeah. Which, saying that right now, just made me think of um, a Bro Force video game. And just oh. using, using bro, Brobocop. But, yeah, man, just like, wow, this dude has... Computer aided aim. Yeah. How do you escape that? You can't. No, you're screwed. And then what kind of gun is that? By the okay, way? so that gun actually is was is an anti at the time an anti terrorism gun, and to even have it on set, they had to get it approved by a government. Ag- yeah, like a government agency. Holy crap! It's a uh, oh, I forgot the name of it because initially they were going to use the Desert Eagle. Yeah, it's basically the same gun that the that. Um, the guy holds in the in the Ed two hundred nine demo that he mm-hmm. that he initially is holding. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a big gun. Yeah, but in Robocop's hand, it, it looks it looks small. Yeah, so they had to go with a bigger gun, and of course they did some modifications to it for the sake. The weapons master on set did modifications to it to make it look even more impressive. But it's a it's it's considered an automatic weapon um, because you know has the, the the burst right the yeah. brat brat yeah. brat. Um, but yeah, I forget the exact name of it. But yeah, that's a specialized that's an actual weapon. gun. Holy mm-hmm. crap! Made to do damage. They're getting to stop, stop terrorism dead in its tracks. Yeah, it did that. That's like a missile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. It's that's that's a in, insane. But it, it's it is so memorable. Heck yeah, because like the when the when he's shooting, the fire is coming out of three sides, <laughs> and the front and both sides. I'm like, what is this? I'm just uh. tearing up the the target. <laughs> It's like wow, he is shredding this thing, painting with pistols. And, mm. Um, another scene. I like uh, when Robocop is discovering what has happened to him. He's in that home and seeing him get angry. Did you see? He's he gritting his teeth. He's like, dude, he's like, all his face is like he's mad. He's like breathing hard. He's like, and he punches that uh, little monitor that's yeah. like the virtual real estate agent. But uh, I just enjoy the performance, dude, and, and and also just you know the the brief appearances of his wife and child only in those moments. Yeah, but those are so well shot; it's just so tender. Hey, Dad, can you can you do that? Right, you yeah. know the, the the hero worship and how it ties into the very beginning of him, you know, sitting out there just working the pistol and saying, right. you know, you know, you know, my son watches this show and he likes it. AJ okay. Laser was that what it was? Yeah, and I, and I like it. You know, I like I like I like it too. Okay, but um, then just a few times that we see his wife. You know, they're getting together and doing the, the the picture before Halloween, and then you know her in the bedroom. I have something very important to tell you. I love you. You know, it's like <laughs> wow. There's these few moments, but that's that's all it takes. That's all it takes. And then even before then, when he's sitting in the chair and he's mm-hmm. dreaming, right, and he's having the flashbacks yeah. of being killed. And the way that he's like contorting and moving in the seat. He's like, 
yeah, it's like, whoa, this guy's being tortured yeah. in the, the brain activity. But then the difference is that when he gets shot, you know, whereas Murphy falls back, when he gets shot, his head goes forward. Yeah, cause it, but it flatlines again. Yeah. So all the activity was going in, flatline. <laughs> but I think, I feel that's the rebirth of Murphy yeah. within him. Like his humanity is like, boom. And then also, back to business. Yes, sir. Um, I also had, again, the toxic waste crash. <laughs> you got to build this. You got to let the people know what is going so on. We're in the third act of the film and Clarence's crew are closing in for the final confrontation with RoboCop and his partner, Lewis. Um, and so Emil, I believe is the actor. Yeah. Who's just uh, been a jerk villain throughout the whole film. Oh, yeah. He's been captured by RoboCop at the, at the gas station, uh, arrested once. He, he got out, and he's driving a car, and he thinks he has RoboCop dead to rights. He's charging at him. And RoboCop, for a guy who, you know, seems like he moves pretty slow, Yeah, he has, again, computer timing. So he can he can move at the right time to get out of the way. And so he does so. As he shoots, you know, the windshield of Emil's car and Robocop moves out of the way and Emil plows hood first into a a, a small um, toxic a tank. waste it, it tank. It literally yeah. says toxic it's waste a tanker. On it. Oh, yeah. So there's no mistake. <laughs> he, he, and, he, and Emil's driving an ice, like an ice cream truck, yeah. a delivery truck, yeah. and crashes into this, this small vat of toxic waste. And so much comes out, and this is a, actually a pretty cool thing. It's it floods the the truck in such a way that he literally gets washed from the driver's seat. He gets washed out of the back doors. Yeah, of this thing looks so gross. Though. Oh, the man. water waste, the waste. And so as he emerges from it, he is being transformed. His skin is like melting off, and you can just hear this this wheezing, like his vocal cords are being stretched. <laughs> And all of a sudden, he gets to one of his one of his buddies, Leon, and he's just like, "Help me!" You know, trying to scream. And like his buddy Leon, Leon is freaked out. He's like, oh, "Don't touch me, man!" And like just pushes him off. And so, you know, he's just jacked. But man, the makeup and the prosthetics on that—that's just—it's just so gross. And then, of course, he stumbles out into the streets where. You know, his boss Clarence is is running from in a, a you know car getaway from Lewis. Yeah, and as he turns, he sees you toxic know, man, to- <laughs> yeah, toxic man. But he can't stop in time, and literally, like we see, we just see from Clarence's not his perspective, but like almost like a with inside the car. Yeah, we just see boom, just it- the windshield covered with. It ex- his body explodes. Oh man! It's just like rain, blood rain on the car. Oh man! A toxic <laughs> explosion. It's 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 amazing. But you're like, oh dear. <laughs> this is a guy, you know, because tell me, put out of your misery. Yeah, put that man out of his misery. Like, wow, you're done, son. You're the done. People, yeah, people like that one. Oof, that was man. a good one. Yeah, it's like wow. I mean, all that just within. It, that's it's it's well done because you don't when I mean, you don't expect that kind of ending. It's like wow, this guy. Drove into toxic waste, <laughs> mutated, and then splat out. It's like there's that over top. There's a sudden deaths, right? And that is sudden. And it's comical. Yeah, yeah it is. 
There's one other quick one that, that mm-hmm. I thought was just funny. When Robocop initially actually goes after Leon in the club and Leon pulls the gun on him and Robocop like knocks the gun out of his hand and there's a guy in the club dancing. He just catches the gun and just keeps <laughs> he on did, dancing. Yeah, it's like it's a prop. <laughs> I was just like, what? Who does that? I think I'm done with the free uh, favorite scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe the ending, you know, when uh, the the CEO of the company, after Robocop has shot the villain out of the window. Bob Jones. <laughs> and then the CEO's like, what's your name, son? And then we all know the answer. <laughs> Murphy. Murphy. Then titles, Robocop. Boom. Like, wow. Okay. That's a that's like a good feeling. It's a good ending. The director uh, said in the, in one of the screenings he saw in the theater mm-hmm. that I think he said you know he was in a in a uh, in a more uh, urban setting, oh, in a lively a lively crowd. Okay, but he said like when that when that scene came up, even before Robocop, they said like the whole audience just yelled Murphy! Exclamation! And he said he said that was like one of the most amazing feelings, like just like just seeing that like from a, from a crowd. I'm like that's got to be pretty cool because it's a perfect setup because it. You know, we actually read his name on his locker. Mm-hmm. His partner kept saying his name. So it was just kind of leading up to who he, now he knows who he is. To. his identity back. Yeah, so he's not going by RoboCop. He's like, I'm going to accept my name. It's perfect. Taking the helmet off. You know, yeah. you see his eyes. Yep. Ugly as he is, it's just, you know. <laughs> Big old forehead. Man. Five, <laughs> five head. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, yeah. Any more favorite scenes? Oh, that's, that's, that's it. Quotes. What you got? Quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, again, I already mentioned a glitch. I'll buy that for a dollar. I don't mm. know what it's since they keep playing it so much. Of it's course. like, I mean, come yeah, on. I had it in mind too. So then after, after he says a glitch, then, then at the end of that scene, he says, Dick, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> like a murder has happened in your office. And uh, yeah, I'm very disappointed in you. Not, not you're fired or what yeah. the hell. <laughs> Very disappointed very in you. I'm like, has this happened before? <laughs> you were for real. So Clarence comes up to the scene. He has worked out a deal with the corporation to stop RoboCop. So he has these new guns that look like uh, like guns that probably should go on the side of a aircraft. And he has Sniper them in his life. car. And he pulls up to let his homeboys know, like, hey, you know, this is what I got. What's the what's the brother's name? That's part of the crew. Is it Joe? Yeah, Joe. Joe, okay. So uh, so Joe was kind of like bragging about this new car that he got, which is called the 6000 SUX. I think that's funny. Sucks. Um, but he pulls up in the new car. He's got a jail, whatever happened. And then Clarence, and then uh, Joe was like, what you got there, Clarence? A new toy? Can I play? Mm-hmm. And then Cl- <laughs> Clarence comes out with his gun and just shoots, like in just one bullet, just one trigger, shoots, then blows up the whole car. This with this big pistol missile Boom. gun, and then uh, then he said, "Nice car, Joe." <laughs> so I don't know. I, don't th- I thought that was funny. And the, the fact that Joe's car is just like the one that Clarence has. Yes, same like a, a similar model. <laughs> that wasn't no accident. No haters are everywhere. Mm. So speaking of Clarence, uh, early uh, early in the movie, when when the, we first get word that there's a uh, a hostage situation going on or or chase taking place and Murphy and Lewis are, are in pursuit of Clarence and his crew. Mm-hmm. Clarence asks a simple question. Can you fly, Bobby? 
<laughs> yeah, I that was the, good. It's the delivery of that. Like, yeah, you know oh, what's coming. Man, this you is know gonna be coming. bad. But just the way he says it, man, it's so sinister. Yes. Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> and yeah, they sure enough throw his butt out there. Because <laughs> he already messed up. You know, he burnt up the money. So yeah, Bobby got to go. We got no use for you, Bobby. Um, our guy that turns into the toxic Avenger later, early on at the gas station, he was talking to a guy who's studying physics and, you know, but he's working as a teller. And the guy's like, you think you're smart, huh? Think you can outsmart a bullet? No. <laughs> I don't know. This is like, this is just crazy quotes. I don't know. That reminds me of a Chris Rock uh, routine. Uh-huh. Oh, you, you book smart, huh? Well, what I want to know, can you whip mine? That's what I want to know. For real. Um, Robocop, you know, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. Straightforward. Classic line. I don't have any more quotes. Uh, You know, when they ask him what his uh, directives are, to serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Mm. Again, I've said it multiple times, you're a move creep. Uh, At the end, of course, Dick, you're fired. <laughs> How is that a name for Richard? That's like Bobby and Robert. I don't know. That's, I just, that's like uh, Bill and William. I don't know who makes these name rules. These, <laughs> these, these, yeah, because they're quite, quite different. <laughs> Richard, uh, we'll call you Dick for short. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. William, can I call you Bill? That doesn't sound nothing. Robert, hey. Bobby. Usually people shorten it. Rob, Will, or you know what I mean? Michael, Mike. Reginald, Reggie, or Reg. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't those, see the code. Those three are just extreme. <laughs> Very like, much so. You have to change my name. This is a different <laughs> yeah. name. It's not a nick. This yeah. is a different name you're giving me. You do realize that, right? <laughs> the letters, Steve, the vowels. Steve, hey, Steve. I mean, you just, you knew... Consonants and vowels. Yeah, it gave you a new name. <laughs> Richard. Mm, let's go Dick. What? I, I'm not really comfortable with that. I don't Can like I that just one. how about Rich? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> you know? Rich. Uh say that because Clarence, he was going he visited the office after being jacked up by Robocop. He's got lacerations all over his face. And um he's like, Hey Barbara, she's chewing gum, puts the gum on Barbara's uh name tag. So gross. I'm here to see Dick Jones. And then later on in the conversation, him and uh, Dick come up with a way that Clarence can get rich out of this whole scheme. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and then he says, I guess we'll be friends, Richard. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so I like, he's the only one that called him Richard. Everybody else called him Dick the whole time. And, and you know, and there's a time within that conversation where he calls him Dick. and he, But it's, it seems like he's he's emphasizing it to to Julie jab at him. Yes, like indeed. as an insult, like. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So you know there's a change in the vernacular now. It's like, okay, now that we have a deal, I'm not going to be like that. Give you a little respect. Put a little respect on your you name. Know, literally. Again, I, I alluded to uh, our dude Leon when, uh, again, when his buddy is toxic and touching him. Don't touch me, man. <laughs> so I don't blame him. His That's eyes are like wide. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's got those. His yeah, his his ability though to widen his eyes uh, helps. And again, we alluded to the end where Robocop says, Murphy, when he's asked, what's your name, son? Yes, indeed. Credits. Credits. Tropes. Tropes, tropes, tropes. Um, 
I should have did that the theme. How did I skip? How did I skip that? It's all good. Corporation takes over, and specifically a, a freaking space peace satellite firing on innocent civilians by accident, <laughs> killing two former presidents. Yeah, hey, come I, on. Yeah, and they're that's telling this through the news, so it's like, uh, like that a, that's that's a trip. Killing two former presidents. Yeah, they just, really and just accident. passing it on. Like, wow. Got it. That's scary. It, I mean, when we see our own news, it's like, what are we watching here? Mm-hmm. Is this a sick version of entertainment? What mm. is this? The iconic RoboCop when he's entering the gas station, both open the doors, just to kind of show that I'm about to get rid of a bad guy. Like we've seen this uh, Cobra uh, with Sylvester Stallone. Like this, this is a trope. The to, hero entrance. Yeah, the hero entrance. Let's slap up a bad guy real quick. Murder. Just to let you know I'm a badass. Mm. Or throwing a guy through glass. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a couple, Robocop does it a couple times. He yes. gets that guy. I mean, he just guy tries to run. He just... It's like, oh. And then, Got of course, strong. Clarence, the, you know, reading the Miranda rights while just tossing him like a rag yeah, doll. Yeah, that's a guy on lacerations from. Man. Um, we have the trope of the damsel in distress being saved by our hero. Right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the hero resurrects. The villain giving orders via a television screen. Mm. We see the villain using Clarence. What's the boss? What's the VP? He's like second in order uh, of the corporation. Uh, but he's the one giving. Oh, Dick, I'm tripping. So Dick Jones, <laughs> Richard, is giving <laughs> giving orders um, via the TV to Morton. Yeah, he's kind of letting him know, like, hey, this is it, man. You about to die. I'm cashing you out. Yes. Via TV. Like, can't even be there. DVD. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think we've seen this. Again, this is, like, shown again in Total Recall and some other films where you're, like, kind of surprised that on the screen this person is about to tell you what's going to happen to you. Yeah. So it's a cool little sci-fi trope. Indeed. I also have uh, Returning to the Scene of the Crime. Mm-hmm. So, when Murphy you know escapes from the police trying to kill him, that uh, steel mill. I'm I'm I assume that's the same place where he was killed. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he returns to the scene of of, of the crime, and then um, another trope: the black police chief. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty common in the in the eighties. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the one with the heavy set guy that's always yelling? What in uh, that? That's not Lethal Weapon, is it? Maybe it's Lethal Weapon. It might be Lethal Weapon. <laughs> right? I don't know. They like to zoom in, camera. That is. Now you, have, you got a point. That was a trope. Oh, yeah. Trivia. Trivia time. Let's run through these. That's running. Peter had martial arts training. That's the actor that played Robocop. Um, you had talked about how he was doing the miming, you know, to get his body together. Um, which allowed him to develop that physical performance RoboCop. But like the bird movements they were talking about is like when you see him jerk his head mm-hmm. like real quick, he does it a few times and that's the, like he's mimicking the bird when he does that little twitch. Nice. Nice. Uh, they oiled the, oiled the suit often to keep it shining to get those nice range of colors. People had a terrible time producing this film. Oh yeah. Hot. Uh, 60 weeks in total. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Now, when you're doing like a cocaine snort, they use sugar, milk sugar as a prop. It won't hurt as much. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, the writer was asked, and the writer specifically, uh, Edward Neumeyer, um, was asked at the location he was working for to read multiple comics like Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Machine Man to get a a handle and an understanding of what he calls heroes with headaches, heroes who had powers and abilities, but still had problems in everyday life. And this helped kind of shape the idea of a RoboCop. Orion was uh, the production company that also produced Terminator. So they were willing to take a chance on this film because other companies were not about to do that. And they were actually in the midst of writing this when, when Terminator came out. Yeah, they waited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They waited specifically to kind of see how it would, it would do. Um, the director, Paul, of course, we've alluded to this. He went on to direct Total Recall and Starship Troopers. Yes, indeed. I feel both films have some uh, some similar stylings and tropes. And things that he like, especially with Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, uh, the director, Paul... Um, he was talking about the time that he would normally get like his finances for his films through the government. But like once the politics and the regime changed, it was hard to get financing. So that's how the opportunity of Robocop came about. But he wasn't sold on it. No. You know, when he got it, all the American directors passed it up. They were just like, what is this cheesy crap? Because, you know, it's to me, I look at it like a B-level movie, mm-hmm. you know, just Robocop. You know what it is. <laughs> um so when he read the screenplay, he threw it on the ground. He's like, reading this rubbish, garbage, what is this? But it was his wife <laughs> that was like, hey, there's something more to this. You know, check yes. it out. Trivial. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, now it's time for Filmmaker Tips. Hire against type. Good guys can be good villains. And pretty girls can be a badass. You may be able to pull out a better performance because they've been typecast so much that they're like kind of itching to do something different. Practice with your with your effects when you can. Mm-hmm. Which before that, again, the actor Peter Willer had worked on a specific style of movement for seven months, and because the actual RoboCop uniform um, costume came so late. Uh, they had to cut it, modify it, and he had to totally change and, and drop what he had worked on for seven months. So, yeah. you know, try to hopefully lock in your vision early and, yeah, give time for your, your give time for your actor to practice. Yeah, I, I think it paid off, man. When I when I go and look at how he was like stylizing his shoot, like his arms would be like graceful out shooting. He had full control. And, I, you know, I don't think that those seven months went to waste. You know, maybe not that full, you know, not going to be able to do the whole performance like that. But just him holding poses the way he did in an uncomfortable suit like that. Then having that mental toughness probably from martial arts and all that. And from, uh, he's a marathon runner too. That's right. There you go. Being a mind. And he, he said, they said when he would be, uh, be in the chair, because it was like a six hour process just to put on like the the face part of it. Yeah. Like not even the suit that he would do Zen meditation during that time so he's got a he's got a mental fortitude for wow. sure I don't think I can do that I, I say that but you pay me to do that I'll probably do it 
but that would be uncomfortable. How about that? No doubt. And again, just, you know, if there's any actors out there, if you have aspirations to be the leading star of a film, much may be required of you. Yeah, man. Because you're thinking about all the time that you're spending putting this makeup on, and you haven't even really, you have to actually, I don't know, control your energy because you still have to act. And you might be tired from just that process. Exactly. Willer said he would start, he'd he'd go in at two in the morning mm-hmm. when the other production crews were just getting in from partying, knowing that they were going to have a later start. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> knowing they would have a later start, they would, um, yeah, he'd be in the chair and go through six hours of makeup, go through another three of getting the suit on. Mm-hmm. And then go and shoot. And then in between, have tubes inside, constantly hydrating him. Forget that. Forget that, son. Nah, son. <laughs> uh, 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 what are we talking about here? Um, you can keep the budget low by using real locations. Um, the reason they used Dallas, it was like, I guess they looked futuristic at the time. So that's the reason they used it. Um, but if you can use practical, real locations... Do that. I remember this being a big deal too in the city. It was like a buzz in the city, like Robocot shot here. Like we were proud of that. Mm. And um, yeah, so yeah, there's a little connection there too. It was kind of cool. I forgot it was shot in Dallas, but when I saw a scene, I shot it. Was like, is that Dallas? Is it like that? The building looks familiar. And then when you see the ball, it's a wrap. You mm. know, you're in Dallas. I don't think they were intending to keep that in there, but they, <clears throat> the director in, in one of the features said that. They one reason one of the reasons why they chose Dallas was for mm-hmm. the uh, this is the Bank of America building that has the, the green yeah yes but for whatever reason during the whole time that they shot here those lights were out yes uh, like, and that was a big reason why they chose it because on the skyline they had that that green building that, that looked futuristic and then it didn't even work while they were here that's funny I got that in my music video nice nice <laughs> years later <laughs> um oh this is your turn. Um, control sexuality if you need to. So again, we mentioned with the with the actress uh, Nancy Allen, they had her cut her hair mm-hmm. so that again, when you look at the net, that dynamic of the relationship between her and Murphy slash RoboCop, it was one of partnership, uh, a plutonic partnership where she definitely cared for him um, as a as a partner. You can maybe even say friend, but. She was. She had his back. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't a romantic thing. And even when, when he finally takes the helmet off and he's trying to uh, shoot the the baby food, that that's a that's a way of the director showing that for him, that he'll you know he'll never have kids. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to be a reality for him, or or even a, a romantic partner. That she's there to to help, and that's you know that's 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 what that's what their relationship will be. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's a magic call. No babies. No babies. I thought you just didn't want the food. It looks gross, son. Nah, nah, nah. I wonder if he even has taste buds still. <laughs> they had the brother eating it. Mm, tastes like baby food. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. I forgot about that. <laughs> Making his corporate money. Let me get this money, man. I got to play the game. Uh... 
uh, I don't know, I'm trying to see if there was a, yeah I never really um when I watched it as a young person I didn't really see that connection you know what I mean as a kid you're not thinking about certain things so he was like oh, it's just his partner but as an adult watching it this time I was like was there I automatically thought that I was like was there a connection there but I was like no Mary got the kids but was there a connection there? I don't remember uh, but the fact that they made sure that that wasn't even a thing because as an adult you think those things right and so they've had to actively find ways to make sure you're not thinking in that way yeah yeah T- toning uh toning down their sexuality to uh to make it so Based some of your story on real ideas. Uh, so one of the stories that was real was uh, somebody that held the mayor hostage. It was a story that the writer was talking about. It was like a real thing that happened, but it kind of tra- tragic. Oh. Yeah, that is not like this one where the bad guy gets thrown out of a window. Uh, Bounces. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, use you know ideas from reality and kind of tweak them a little bit into your world. Mm. Uh, link stories mm-hmm. together when you can. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, initially, the story of um, Dick Jones, Richard, and Clarence didn't intertwine. And it was once they they brought in one of the Hmm. uh, story consultants at Orion. They came in. She looked over the script and she gave that suggestion that, you know, their stories should intersect. Yeah. And they brought them together. And that works. So, yeah, yeah. that was good because he was like the streets for the corporate guy. Yeah. Because the corporate guy's got to run the corporation. So how are you going to do that? And be in the streets. Hey, man, you got to make a choice here. And he's like, he's like, he's, he's like a evolved kind of crime boss so again the, the director i think referred to him almost like a almost like a revolutionary hmm. um talking we, about uh clarence oh yeah, yeah yeah when you even see how how he yeah, how, how he, he dresses, dresses yeah yeah and so cerebral like he's different. right there on the edge he's right there yeah he's definitely a sociopath <laughs> and dick jones reminds me of dick cheney halliburton holla oh 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 it's just a glitch <laughs> it's just a glitch in a system but yeah, I was like, hmm, what, is it? what are they saying here? Man, it's, I feel like these tropes are, are relevant. Yeah. Relevant today. Again, those news articles, those little news snippets are a trip. I there's like, one that mentions Afghanistan, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's one that mentions like uh, Mexican na- nationals. Yeah. And some kind of confrontation. I was like. I like the commercials. Nuke them. Nuke them. <laughs> <laughs> no more foreign aid for you. <laughs> That's what they mentioned in Afghanistan. Yeah. That's You're terrible. invading my borders. That's it. No more foreign aid for you. <laughs> Nuke them. Get them before they get you. you. Yes. Wow. Nuke them. But and you know what? It's like a, a metaphor for what's really going on in politics around the world. What's so funny about that is that it, it plays off again the old game Battleship. Yes, right? that's what I thought. I was like, oh, was Battleship. Like, this is, is pretty brilliant. Pretty brilliant. With that being said, people will try to sue you. So I guess somebody had a game out there called Nukem. Maybe it was Duke Nukem or it was Nukem something. And they try to you know sue them because it was Nukem in there. You know, hey, you got to protect your brand. Um, but I feel like, hey, 
this is filmmaking. You're gonna somebody's gonna come after you. I feel like you're not doing enough if you're not getting sued. Mm. Yes. So E N O N sure ants. Yeah, good stuff. That's all I got, man. Well, let me see. So in the house that Morton gets shot, blown up in with the prostitutes, but the, the oh, that was a quote for you, but. <laughs> Okay, so do you know what Clarence mm. said when he came in there? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. It was so mm. horrible. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Morton is hanging out with some prostitutes. They're all snorting coke. Morton snorting coke. And <laughs> Clarence is busting in. But he said something else. But he's like, chicks, get out of here. Are you going to call us tomorrow? Talking to uh, Morton. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Clarence shoots him. Uh, leaves the, the bomb and blows it all up straight up in his legs too like you you aren't going anywhere yeah you know no running out of here uh why do i bring this up okay uh the person that owned this house they were all like proud of their house <laughs> super conservative and they were trying to make changes to the script like hey can you change this and that that uh, like like nobody's gonna know this is your you your maybe they will maybe if you, if you tell people <laughs> but uh they were trying to change the script so i mean just for anybody out there that's using real locations real people you're asking people for you know because of how things look Permission. you know yeah but sometimes you gotta stick to the script to you gotta stick to the script because if you start changing things to appease people your original visions uh for what you have starts changing you know, and it's not going to be as raw as it needs to be, especially with this film. They need this need to go down this way because it's yeah. showing all the things that come along with that particular s- spot in society for someone like Morton with the success he's having mm-hmm. with the with the RoboCop model. Yes, yeah, and you start toning down rated R stuff, start trying to tone it down to PG thirteen. So you're you're doomed. Uh, if that's not what the original attempt was for. You got any more? Uh, that's it, brother. All right. All right. What are we doing next time? Next time, we're going to stick with our main man, Paul Verhoeven, and we're going to get into Basic Instinct. Okay. And you can catch us where? Facebook.com forward slash Filmmaker Commentary. You can also like, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. You can follow Reggie Titus on Twitter, simply at Reggie Titus. I'm at KCGSmith32. You can also find us on Instagram, simply at Filmmaker Commentary. We'd love to hear from you. If there's a movie or film you would like for us to check out, please make sure it has commentary. And even if it doesn't, we could still consider it potentially. You can also find Reginald on Instagram at Reginald Titus Jr. That's JR. Once again, I'm at KCGSmith32. Until next time, peace, respect.